Oh, well, who touched that? What was that? I don't know. What just happened? Oh, man, those are some sweet shades. Are, are we both wearing straight shades now? This I got, is what I got my did. shades. All right. <laughs> His, oh, I didn't realize they were so purple. Mine are prescription, by the way, so I have a legit, like, excuse so I could oh. feed. Mine are not prescription. Yeah? You have perfect vision? Or what's going well, on? Well, I had them zapped. I had them zapped. I, I did too, but I had some fading. Yeah, well, I'm on a lifetime guarantee, man. I am too. I, I'm just uh, kind of, you know, bullish about going back. <laughs> just wait. I don't want my eyes cut into again. Well, the second oh. time they do it, they have to do it on the surface. They don't do, they do PKG the second time. Ugh. That sounds horrible. I thought they were going to like lift the flap back up and they're like, oh no, we don't do that. That was a one-time thing. And I'm like, oh man. Okay, we've got Brian. Hey, Brian. Brian Frober, Mike Martin. Hey, Shauna's in there. Yo, what's up? This is awesome. You guys look great. What's up, yo, yo? Should we get this show on the road? I brag about my 2020 vision, though, but that's cool. Go ahead. Do it. Brag. That was it. That was it. Just a subtle, subtle drop there. Huh. Just out of curiosity, is Shauna's like the third female guest host we've had. Good. Maybe, you need more. Maybe fourth? Yeah, we do. We do. we definitely do. This uh, is somewhere in that we haven't hit double digits for sure. It's a little bit of a sausage party in here. Yeah, I know. It's like a rush concert. <laughs> <laughs> have you been to a rush concert? Because I'm telling you, I've not been to a rush you concert. You can walk for like five, ten minutes and not see a, a female gender person. All right, let's, let's get the show on the road. What do you think? Right, here we go. Everybody, places. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 25 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, August 16th, 2018, and the time is now approximately 7.23 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam Jenner. Tonight, I'm joined by Mark Timerunner Shields, and the guest host of Arcade Radio this week is none other than 2D Con Chairwoman Shana. Welcome to the show. Hello. Well, hello. Thanks for coming. Hello. 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 <laughs> I'm starting through some cable nonsense over here. Okay. That's all right. So, uh, you know, this is the part of the show where we kick off. We talk a little bit about what we've been working on. Mark, why don't you kick us off? Right. So, first of all, I'm in Austin right now. Austin? And, yes, Austin. Keep Austin it's, weird. It's a, it's a whole other, like, city. It is. It is. 
and it's very nice. I like it. Um, it's a very nice. Oh well, I actually visited an arcade, like action figure museum down the road on Congress. I don't think I recall the name, but I don't think they'd want me to repeat it. It was the worst ever. They had six games. They were all on dollies, and they had just anything that you could think wrong with them. The joystick didn't work. It was an LCD. It was just, it was really goofy. It was like seven bucks for you to walk into a little room with a bunch of action figures or into another room with a bunch of dudes looking kind of lost uh, and not pay, not helping you, and then with seven arcade games on replay. Terrible. It makes me want to go that's home. Sort of, that's sort of the opposite of 2D Con, isn't it, Shana? Oh, yeah. I don't think there was... It, it wasn't even 1D Con in there, dude. What it is was, going on? She's like totally upside down. I'm like, it's, I've got problems. <laughs> you don't say... Well, holy crap, she's don't sideways. You she's, guys just keep talking. She's totally yeah, sideways. She's, I, I had to. <laughs> Um, She's got my phone's gonna die. I don't I'm know. like struggling over here. Oh, it's got to pull. See, I t- we were just talking about power. You gotta have some power. Go, go Wait, get a, I can go, flip it back. Go get a power. No, I can't. Go get a power Maybe. cable. Oh, it's plugged in. It's oh, plugged in now. Down. Well, turn it upside down. See what happens when you turn oh, it upside down. Yeah, we could all like turn it upside down. Watch. Okay. Woo! <laughs> Jesus Christ! We're on an adventure. <laughs> we are. Doing... No one's looking at you. This is like 2001: The Space Odyssey. Right. Oh my god! Okay, so oh my god. last night <laughs> this is like a train wreck. This is awesome. <laughs> Why did you tell me to turn it upside down? <laughs> well, I was joking. We were just trying to see <laughs> well, what would happen. Now I'm upside down. Wait, this is all. This is totally awesome. <laughs> you should just do the whole show upside down. I think we'll No, I'm just gonna hold it. I'm done. <laughs> okay. I'm oh so my done. god. So you're in you're in Austin and it's I'm in Austin. You're keeping it I'm, weird. Every, every day we go to someplace different for lunch and dinner. There actually there's a place called Swift's Attic in oh, Austin. It is yeah. amazing. We've eaten brunch, breakfast, and lunch, and I think dinner there. It's the best. And so we were sitting at we were sitting there for dinner, and then my wife's like, Hey, look, there's two environmental trons for sale, or two tr- discs of tron for sale, uh, from some guy on Facebook. So I immediately like I'm like you know, oh my God, I've got to be a desperate person with money. I'm like, how about $4,000? I'll trade my van, the black van, not the other one that's better. I don't know. I own the van from Napoleon Dynamite. I wasn't going to mention that to him, though. I own another van. Just so you know, Ryan turned his whole TV sideways so he could see you normally. Well, that's. I'm good. glad. I'm glad. That was, that was nice. Ah, so, I, so I was talking with this guy that has both a, an upright and an environmental discs of Tron, and then we're like, "That is nuts!" Trying to like, what? That is nuts. He is yeah, both. I'm trying to establish a rapport with him, like a bro rapport, you know. But he is like telling me, you know, one of these sold for eighty six hundred on Coin Op Warehouse, and blah 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 blah. Cheers, blah. brother. Like, Let it I'm go. Like, Let it go. Yeah. Oh. Somebody playing pong? Did you hear that? Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, I don't, I don't think I got it. He had a pending sale, probably for about seventy five hundred dollars, maybe just for one of them. But mm. uh, I thought it would be kind of cute to have two of those, and then I could just, I would just like one of them. One, one would yeah, be good. Well, yeah, there would be some trading if you would want to get one of them. But I, I never, I didn't get any of them, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's the only notable thing that's happened. I've been stuck in this hotel since Saturday. So, well, yeah. I I'll go next. Go for it. So, um, you know, 
first of all, I, I just want you guys to know that I have a new job. I quit my job. I got a new job. How long ago did you quit your job? Mm, last Wednesday. What? Yep. Holy crap. I couldn't say anything about it because it wasn't quite, you know, but now it's, you know, it's a deal. So I quit and I am going to be starting a new job on the, you know, the Monday following next Wednesday. So I got a couple days off and I've been working on my journey. <laughs> so my journey machine, I stripped one side of it and it, it took me like two freaking hours, two hours for one side. And I mean, like, did you strip it with what? Tell me how you stripped it. Well, first of all, I try to use Zinzer Stripper, which is like this really, really like toxic stuff that they won't even sell at Menards anymore because it's so toxic. Because like apparently some kid drank it and they're all done. So now um, I've I tried to I try to use it on this, but you know, uh, you know Dan Reed has sworn up and down that this is like a heat treated vinyl that gets applied to the machine. I'm not sure what they used to put this thing on, but it also is the same material that they made the Cosmic Cruiser out of incidentally same exact color uh as as journey um but uh, i used 60 grit sandpaper and about i went through about five orbital sander uh dealy bobs yeah yeah yeah. and then i yeah and i also used um a belt sander like i went after it like seriously and uh did you wear overalls because you have to when you use a belt sander i used a mask so, um, but I, you know, and I took a shower for like eight hours. So I, I actually, you know, I have a method now. So for the other side, I'm going to start with the belt sander and I'm going to, you know, strip a lot of the, that crap off, whatever it is. And then I'm going to go after it with 80, uh, probably 80 grit or 60 grit. Or they just didn't paint black paint over the uh, artwork or something. What happened? I don't know, man. Tron is the same thing. It's like this heat treated you know, material. It's almost like paint, but not paint. It's it just it, right. I, can't, I don't know what it is. It's it's like kryptonite, man. It's crypt- mm. So it's awful. So anyway, I got one side stripped. I got to get you know basically the front, top, and other side stripped. So I've really only done a third of the machine. So it's uh very frustrating. Very frustrating. But it's perfect since you don't have a job right now. So well, I do. I'm still working. I'm still working. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't just like upright walk out and go. No, you know, no, I gave him two weeks. Shove it to them or something. I gave him or? two weeks, and I've been really helping out. I don't burn bridges, I'll man. Do Does everybody know? Take this job and shove it. <laughs> I ain't working here no more. I know. I, con- I know convoy. I know convoy. All right, Shauna. So it's up. You're up. So what are, have you been working on in this arcade thingy hobby? So what have you been doing? So many things. We just literally just wrapped up 2dcon 2018 2019 is in a year and a week and uh yeah it's a year and a week swing which is just sad why is it more than a a week why is it more than a year (laughs) we had to go to the end of august that's my birthday hotels are always doing that right they they don't give you the weekend you wanted from the previous year no. Yeah, we well, we picked the first weekend of August thinking we were totally safe. We've had it for like two years. And then Evo moved to the first weekend of August this year. What's Evo? And there has to be the end of July. So I have no idea. So between that and Gen Con, I was like, all right, I guess I'll tuck tail and head to the end of August. I don't know. Hmm. 
So tell but us what tell yeah. us what uh, you know. Well, maybe I should save this for the interview, but just tell us what Two D Con is, so we can get a plug in for it right away. Okay, so Two D Con is one of Minnesota's largest gaming events. It is a celebration of all things gaming. No matter what your gaming style is, it will be there, and you will have fun. So that means I can play board games. I can play role playing games. I can play video games. I can play arcade games. All of that. All of it. You can talk to some industry professionals. You can catch a cool concert. Everything's on free play. There's tournaments. Some are cash. Some are just for fun. Cash? Where was cash? I? Cash? Man, I didn't are know. Miss the cash tournaments? Is, is there LARPing? You know what? <laughs> I'm friends with somebody who like organizes one of the Twin Cities LARP communities. Uh-huh. And I was like, why don't you come? Yeah. And... He said he was afraid of damaging the equipment, uh, and that's fair. That's funny. <laughs> that well, is funny. Those full cards, man. You swing them hard enough, they'll do some damage. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's. Quit- they don't like LARP in the future, where it's just lasers that don't exist. Well, let's. I'm sorry. Go let's, ahead. Let's move on to our next segment, which is calling Dan. <gasps> let's call Dan. Okay, I, I have his number in my um, in my thing. That's what I call. Wait, it. so who, who calls him? Who's I call him. him? So, so we're I can call him sometimes. Here we go. You can have your guests call him. <laughs> you should call That'd him like, with your own phone. We're all calling him. We're actually all calling him right now. Yes. I bought a Zaxxon. Goodbye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the? That was it. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. All right. Well, that was the Dan Reed Reed second. Oh, my God. That thing is horrible. That was two seconds. Is that like a new record? It's pretty cool he bought his axe on. I can't wait to ask him about it next week. I need to, like, think about what I'm going to do in that one second. (laughs) Dude, he's got that down. We call him, and he's like, I bought a axe on. Bye. (laughs) What the hell? It's like, okay. Sweet. Fucker. I mean, <laughs> no, Sorry, Randy, for kids are still up. Sorry, Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Sorry. I didn't mean to swear. Okay, so <laughs> you said sucker, like you know. I did. I said sucker, but it just had a big lisp on it. Yes. <laughs> What's the next segment? <laughs> <laughs> that went really fast. What's next? It's the arcade news with Adam Stevens. <laughs> Okay, this one's via Variety. Deadpool's pinball machine is full of X-Men, ninjas, and chimichangas. Everyone's favorite merc with a mouth is getting his own pinball machine, Marvel and Stern Pinball announced last week. The Deadball, the Deadball Pinball. The Deadball Pinball? They got that right? So the dead, the Deadpool pinball machine features Wade Wilson and a plethora of other iconic X-Men characters like Wolverine, Mystique, Sabretooth, Cable, and Mr. Sinister. All of them are hand-drawn by the artist Zombie Yeti. You know who Zombie Yeti is, anyone? 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 Um, is he the kid that was on the Munsters originally? I think or? so. So he, he previously worked on Stern's Iron Maiden oh. and Ghostbusters machines, which I love Ghostbusters, not a fan of Iron Maiden, but Deadpool is portrayed by actor Nolan North, who also voiced the character in his eponymous and underrated 2013 video game, 
The machine will be very humorous and talkative, said Stern, and it features plenty of katanas, vampires, ninjas, and chimichangas. Anyone interested? Anyone interested in this? Oh yeah, I'm super interested. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with a Deadpool pinball machine, right? Shauna, do you play pinball? I love pinball. Like I don't, we don't own any anymore, which is actually kind of sad. But if Tilt gets some uh, some Deadpool pinball, I will be there. Mark, um, well, I have four pins: two NBA fast breaks, a uh, Back to the Future pinball, and I think this would be a good, you know, pairing to those. Also, Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's the other one I keep forgetting. Oh, interesting. But you know, uh, the money is, you know technically i guess i have like a trading thing where i could trade this van that i own sure. for something and so i kind of no, want tra- that to trade, trade the van. for tron legacy like you can't trade goal. the van what have you seen the 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 the, the um the documentary vanon no but i know no. so many vanners dude it, you need to watch vanon cuz then you will sell that thing so fast well, like, i'm it's gonna... a really good excuse to wear cut off blue jeans <laughs> So, all right, I've so, never even heard of this documentary. I can't even guess what the premise of it is. It's I'm not, sure it's just a bunch of old guys with vans. And pretty much. It's a documentary about you guys? Well, no. I don't really go in my van. It's in storage <laughs> with my uh, other movie cars, uh, arcade games, and the unfortunate action figure collection of 1994 to No, 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 no. You just shut your mouth. What? You shut your mouth. What? She just called us old. She called us old, and there's a dog barking. He just kept going. He just admitted it. And oh my kept god, going. he oh. did. He totally admitted it. So uh, anyway, the machine comes in a pro, premium, and limited edition, and look for it starting at a suggested retail retail price of about six grand. Where's that dog? I don't know. You should kill it though. Well, it's maybe just, maybe not kill it. I have I you, I have a dog. <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? Like I have a eighty pound lab. She barks, but. Anyway, my dog. So here we go. Uh, via afterdawn.com, Nintendo targets ROM sites in legal crackdown. Nintendo is targeting websites that distribute ROMs, copies of its classic video games, um, you know, on ROM form from legacy platforms with, you know, and they're slapping all these, you know, websites with lawsuits. So apparently the Japanese game maker filed legal action recently in Arizona targeting Love Retro and Love ROMs which offered ROMs of classic games from Sega, Sony, and Atari. It's seeking $150,000. does not like the news at all. Hold on. All right. So it's seeking $150,000 each for each Nintendo game offered. That means that that's like up to $2 million Oh my! for trademark infringement. Man, those guys love Cease and desist. I, I, you know what? They they weren't always like that. And and who has time for that? Uh, you know what? I bet it's all bluffing. But who wants to find out if it's not? Well, I have an opinion. Seriously, like people are still. It doesn't matter if they collect ROMs and they make their own machines. They're still buying those stupid little seventy dollar Nintendo classics and then selling them for one hundred and fifty. Why aren't they going after the people that are like reselling the the classics? You know. That's Is true. It, I, I don't understand it. Oh, no. I, I just want know. my money. I just oh, want no. my money. I want my million dollars. We need like a Nintendo, like a like some kind of a doll, like a puppet that we use whenever we talk about Nintendo so we can ask it questions and stuff. I know. It's just... Right. It's just... Well, and we're going to name him. It's silly. 
It's silly, I tell you. Yeah. Okay, next episode, we're going to work on that. All right. So, this last uh, article here is via People Magazine. What? Yes. Uh, and this is, this is sort of arcade-related because, you know, this is very engraved, and we've been talking about, you know, this for a while, but Journey's frontman, Steve Perry, has released f- new music for the first time in 20 years. What? Twen- no joke. Two days ago. He opened up about returning to the music world, and he tweeted on Wednesday, Years ago, I disappeared. There were many reasons, but mainly, my love for music had suddenly left me. I know that simply stopping was what I had to do. If music was ever to return to my heart, then only then I would figure out what to do. If not, so be it, for I had already lived the dream of dreams. The dream of dreams! The dream of dreams! To be a rock star! And to have giant sideburns, like amazing. He did cut his hair. He did cut his hair. So he continues. He says, many years passed. And one day I began sketching some musical ideas with creative freedom that I was the only one who would ever hear them. One song led to many, many love for music had returned. My love for music had returned. Then another beautiful thing happened. I found love. And this brings us to our long distance dedication. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so, apparently Perry dated Kelly Nash for two years before she sadly died in December of 2012 after being diagnosed with breast cancer, according to The Hollywood Reporter. So he added, My precious Kelly gave me a life I knew, never knew I had. I now deeply understood the meaning of it's better to have loved than lost than to have never loved at all. So Perry, yeah. So Perry concluded May of 2015. He began recording. These songs are special to him. So he respectfully asks that you please listen to them, and whatever they make you feel, he thanks you for listening. And I'm just going to play a clip of the latest track. Uh, is that fair? Fair. Yeah. All right. All right I'm going to play a little bit of his new track. It's called No Erasing, and and here we will kick it off here. It's a great song. I love it. <laughs> Did he say don't eat raisins? No erasing. Don't eat Here. raisins. Yeah, those e-proms are not going to get erased no matter okay. how hard you try. <laughs> anyway, that's that's kind of cool, right? Yeah, I mean, 1993. I mean, it's been a long time. It's been, it's been 20 years, right? I mean, he, he did a couple of little gigs in Minnesota, Minneapolis, right? Some band was in there playing. I, I heard Sean is a huge fan of Steve Perry. 
Really? Am I? But before the show, she was like, that guy's awesome. Wow. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I have some interview questions She's... that are like formulating right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Should we move on to the next section of this, this show? Not? All right, here we go. Why are things so heavy in the future? Hey, Doc. <laughs> I could never do this as Marty. No. Hey, welcome to Back to the Cade. We're going back to August 16th, 1981. A mere 37 years. I'm, is my math right? That sounds right. Sounds, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about like four topics. First one, arcade news of that day. Missile Command. Missile Roll Command. Out. Yes, uh, it's a great game. You get to like blow up things that are coming down on you. I'm not quite sure what they are. I like to say that you know they're enemy satellites and the you know bombs that are trying to get you. It's got a real war games feel. As a matter of fact, I think they even reference it in war games, don't they? Uh, it's funny. I'm wearing a war game shirt tonight. Yeah. What does that say? Shall we play a game? Shall did we? you make that or did you buy that? I don't remember. I think I may have bought it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, War Games, uh, I mean, excuse me, Missile Command. It's funny that the Wikipedia entry, even though it was pulled out on August uh, in 1981, uh, it says it's a 1980 arcade game. I think that this article may have been referencing that the 1981 port for the Atari 2600 was released. And uh, Rob Fulop did it. It sold 2.5 million copies and became the third most popular cartridge for the system. I personally thought that that was you know, Missile Command was the cartridge first because I never saw the game in the arcades ever. Did you? Did you get to play it? I mean, oh, and you know, it's funny, me and Adam are like, we're we're playing with our balls. Are you going to talk about how we're playing with our balls? No, I... I Oh, yeah, no. I'm going to send you my ba- some balls. You're going to send me some balls? Yeah. Right. So what's the, what's the, give me the exact thing again here on the, these balls and the shapes. Candle pin bowling balls. Candle pin bowling balls. That's the actual ball that they put into their track ball. Yep. And if you can buy some that are custom, you can take the ball out of your game and then put in something cool. And we have some cool orange balls. Yes. With swirly awesome. yellow bits in them. Too bad it wasn't 1981 when we got these balls. Anyway, let's talk about what was going on at the box office on August 16th, That sounds good. Uh, there were two good movies that came out like, and were just rolling into the theaters at the time. The classic animated film Heavy Metal. Heavy. Oh, yeah. Billy Idol was in that. Metal. Is he? Yeah, I think yeah. he has a song in I that. I can never remember that. I think that's like one of those where you're drinking with your friends and we're like, hey, man, let's listen to Heavy Metal, the movie. And yeah, then we'll that watch sounds it really that. good. I don't remember anything. The same, Actually, the I, same think, way- I think Billy Idol didn't do a song until Heavy Metal 2000. Oh, yeah, I see. Which I think was a fairly decent follow-up. Another film that also came out that same weekend, Student Bodies. Have you heard of it? <laughs> no, I haven't. I don't know what that is. That was Billy Idol. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Student Bodies. It's a 1981 comedy horror film written and directed by Mickey Rose. Don't know who that is. It's a spoof of splasher horror films like oh, Halloween. Interesting. And the fun, the fun thing about it is every time somebody's killed, like a number shows up in the bottom right-hand corner. And for some reason in 1981, I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. Heavy Seriously. Metal, of course, was sort of based on the, uh, it was an anthology of sci-fi and fantasy stories from the magazine, <laughs> original stories in the same spirit. Um, it also featured graphic violence, sexuality, and naked people. They, they were all cartoons, so it's okay. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it was made very quickly because they just had a bunch of different cartoon houses uh, make the film. That's why it sort of doesn't have the same look as you're moving along. Crazy, man. Crazy. Right. Okay. So let's talk about what was on TV real quick. This will be super fast. <laughs> they were, okay. The, the only thing that was new to watch because it's still the summer was on the, the wonderful, wonderful. Oh my God. The wonderful world of Disney. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Yes. It was, um, <laughs> it was a movie called follow me boys. I'd never, I've never heard of this. It's a 66 family film. Um, adapted from a novel and it's notable for being the final live action film produced by the Walt Disney. It so, was released two weeks after he died. Uh, follow me boys. Wasn't that with Fred McMurray? How do you know this? Because I've seen it. Yes. It starred Fred McMurray and Kurt Russell. And it's notable for being one of the few movies that features the boy Scouts of America. Yeah. And it's yeah. Disney's ode to the boy Scouts. I actually kind of liked it when I was a kid, but well, there's a song in there. I I never heard of it until tonight. So it's funny. It's funny how those kind of films, you know, fade off into obscurity. It, what, the interesting thing is that Disney uh, hired Kurt Russell for the first time in this, and then they made like ten movies with Kurt Russell, like in a row after that. Yeah, yeah. Good hey, on. you know, I have a question. Go ahead. Adam. Go ahead. What's in the juke? Hello, and welcome to What's in the Juke. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. here, here we go. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. That gets me every time. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Here's the part of the show where we play a little snip of a song and the people in chat try to figure it out. And then for fun, we'll like, we're going to ask Shanna what song it is. Because Shanna? Shanna. Damn it, I did Whoa. it. <laughs> That's exactly what you said you weren't going to do. Oh, Shanna, Shanna. Lama, Lama. Damn it. So sorry. <laughs> I think I did that on purpose. Oh my gosh. Diana. You're going to ask me what song it is? Oh. No, you're gonna, we're going to play it and then you're going to you, gonna try to guess. But, but we also have like 50 people in chat that are going to try it. <laughs> yeah. I expect whoever's in chat to tell me what the song is. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. First, the first clip has been played. I didn't know we were going in like tiny clips. <laughs> we do. That's what we do. We started that. For, no one explains anything. <laughs> no, it's just very, you know. Separate ways journey. Brian Frober got both both of them, but Dave got uh, Dave got both of them too. Dave wins. Dave he gets, gets a full, point. full point for Dave. Yeah, full point. He gets a full point. I love it. Well, that's crazy. All right, here, here comes the next one. Yeah. I need a love that grows. <laughs> wow. I have no idea. I need a love that grows. 
Steve Perry, Dave from Buffalo, Foolish, Andy Baldwin. I don't know if we can give it to him. Almost. There's a little bit more to it, Andy. Yeah. Andy Baldwin, Steve Perry, Foolish. Steve Pertry? Who's that? Steve Pertry. Was he in uh, the Dick Van Dyke show? Steve? I don't know. Foolish Heart, Andy Baldwin. Okay. We definitely didn't Google it. Andy Baldwin gets it. Full point. All right. So I'll play a little bit. Does he? Dave didn't get the. uh... No, I think think Baldwin beat him to it. Okay. So. Oh, and Andy Bowman said Jealous Heart, and then he changed it to Foolish, so he got the name. And then Dave from Buffalo got Steve Perry. So there's uh, they each get half point. Does that make uh, sense? Yes. All yes. right, All right Dave, you're leading. Don't yeah. lose this lead, half Dave. Point. <laughs> okay, eight more to go before we get to this interview. Let's All right, go. Okay, All right, here we go. All right, so uh, next track. Okay. It just kind of leaves you hanging, doesn't it? Right. Journey! Dave from Buffalo gets Journey for a... Half point. Right? Yep. yep, yep. And it's only the young Dave from Buffalo gets both for a... Full point. All right. Wow. Dave in the lead. Okay, next track. Haha, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> One second of the song. Can <laughs> you see the video for this where the they're like in like an old... like medieval like setting and <laughs> well don't give it away <laughs> oh hasari <laughs> so dave gets oh sherry for a uh, half point right half right. point and then brian got steve perry i hope all of these are point. tracked somewhere they are yeah so this yeah. is steve perry oh sherry we'll play a little more of that song It's such an iconic opening, right? Yep, yep. And then all of a sudden you're on a staircase. You should have been gone Knowing <laughs> how I made you feel You should have been gone Alright, next song. <laughs> this might be one I actually know. All right. The actual journey, Dave from Buffalo gets half point. Half he's point. Getting, he's getting a. And Annie Ballman gets he who's crying now. Half point. We'll give it to him. Who's crying now? Yeah, who's crying now? That's good. That's good. Who is crying now? All right, next track. Can we just hear this? No. <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> Highway run. Whoops, sorry. That was, that was already over. Jernet. Uh, Dave from Buffalo gets a half point. All right. And the song is. You guys, you guys got it. You got it. Come on, guys. Highway run. Highway run. My brain's fried. (laughs) Brian Frober. Same. 
we're messing them up. Normally we pick stuff out of the top 40 and today it's we're messing with them. We're special doing special day. Special day. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Andy Baldwin. Does he get the full point on that? Full point. No, he gets a half point. Half, half point. Dave is. Dave got the half point. Basically, half you, point. You, I don't know if you can tell this, but you should just say journey every time. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Well, the next one might be harder. You're right. Nope. Not Journey. We should take away some. Take away a half point. No, <laughs> I'll play a little more. <laughs> Brian gets a half point. All right. What song is it? Steve Perry cover man. Jeez Louise. I'm gonna give him ten seconds. Five seconds. They're not gonna get it. That one is strung out. Strung out. And what's the uh, interesting thing about that? It was uh, a third song off of Street Talk that had a video. Oh, Street Talk. Yeah, Street Talk. You know Steve Perry's biggest album. Outside of Journey. Okay. Oh, that's right. Next song is... I've been thinking about the time you walked out... (laughs) Dave from Buffalo. Half point. And anyone? I'm eating dots, by the way. I got nothing. Dave from yes. Buffalo, his journey. I'll play a little bit more. There were moments I believed you were there. Do I Andy. Killed it right before the Don't chorus. we all celebrate their entire catalog? <laughs> we totally do. Just like Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> that no telling ass clown. Okay. Oh, uh, no. The song is I'll Be All Right Without You by Journey. And here it is. Strike. So, anyway, now you know. All right, next song. Running out of self control. 
Ben Frober gets half point. And we're waiting for the rest of the song. Oh my gosh, he got a full, full point. point. Woo, nice. Oh, Brian pulled up into second place. Yeah, he's like, he's on this tonight. All right, we have one more track. I'm going to give a little hint. Should I give a hint? You, yeah, well, tell us what song that was just now since we didn't. Uh, it was Be Good to Yourself by Journey. Yes. All right. So by now, you know, it's either Journey or Steve Perry. You just got to figure it out. Right. All right. So the next one is, um, should I tell them it's in a movie? Yeah. I'm, don't tell them what it is, but it's, it's in a movie, a very popular yeah. movie in the well, in the in the early '80s, and, and okay. here here we go, and it, and it has some light cycles in it. All right. Yes. All right. It's going to throw us a curve. <laughs> Casey finally joined. The... Oh, that's smart ass. <laughs> Casey well, wants a picture of a mouse board. Welcome, mouse welcome to the show, Casey. <laughs> it is Journey. It's Jesse's girl. <laughs> okay. It, it, no. It's similar to that. Tonight. Oh. Ryan is correct. Ryan is correct. It is at the end of the Tron soundtrack. So, anyone? It is. You're going to get it, Ryan. I would just give it to him based on that. I, I, I think we should give Ryan a half point. Half point. Half point. All right. Ryan gets a half point for knowing it is Journey Only Solutions featured in the movie Tron. Okay. Here's the last one. It's a bonus track. Here you go. funny how it sounds similar to all the other ones now, doesn't it? Andy Baldwin gets half point. Alright. No erases. <laughs> he did get it, didn't he? Full That's point. Good. Yep. So Sweet. we ended up with Dave in first place. Andy Baldwin pulled it out the last minute into second. Brian in third. Ryan pulling up the rear in fourth. Full <laughs> point. All right. I got zero. Just well, so you know. So mm-hmm. the, 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 this is the time on the show when we uh, check the voicemail. So, oh, look, we have a voicemail. I have a beef jerky. <laughs> I'm going to play the voicemail. Thank you for calling 612-548-GAME. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I got it. Oh, uh, I got to go. I got to go. Here, put, put, put these back on. Right. Hey, hey, Arcade Radio. Uh, Buttheads, what's up? Is your buddy, Bob Zarzadek, control panel expert and technician. Uh, you know, uh, again, I have a little, this is going to be a real short call. 
because I have to, you know, go and dress up in black tonight. You know, Queen of Soul died today. It's really sad. It is I'm sad. really going to miss Queen Latifah. I mean, I, I think, you know, some of the Ooh. stuff she put out was, like, really, you know, very, like, recent for some reason. Anyway, you guys uh, have a good show tonight. And, uh, man, next week I'm going to give you a double-wide episode of me calling you, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday day count. Wow. I didn't know she died. Uh, yeah, per, uh, today actually. Um, you know, uh, yeah, Aretha, Aretha Franklin died. It's pretty sad. Oh, sorry. Uh, there is another call in the. I think there's another. What? There's another call in here. Uh, I'm gonna play it. Thank you for calling six one two five four eight game. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. Hi there, Arcade Radio. This here is Joe Shitty of Shitty's Arcade, and watch it our long-time listener to the Arcade Radio, Arcade Cabinet Expert, and big fan of Dan Reed Restorations. I have a little story to share. So I was working on a battle zone the other day, and wouldn't you know it, the fuse blew on that goddamn monitor. Now down at Shitty's, we like to be earthly friendly and do the recycling thing and all. There ain't no use going out and buying them fancy fuses that are all probably made in China. We like to reuse good American brass. A 22 long fits just about anything. Since we got a gap in the fuse block, we decided to use it. Well, they're real quick, though. You, you want to kind of use an empty shell. Grab a Betty lost a few digits, if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to say was I'm so glad you're having those 2D con folks on, and we're looking forward to bringing some classics up there to the Great White Tundra next summer. If you need any expert advice, don't be afraid to call on the shitty arcade. <laughs> Wow! Oh, <laughs> shitty arcade. <laughs> oh, sh- Joe Shitty. That's uh, that's pretty funny. I didn't know he was in that. Did you do that, wow. Mark? I have nothing to do with that one. I don't know. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> he sounded like he knew us. I don't really know. I don't know. Oh my god. Anyway, let's just get on with it, huh? Mm. I think it's about time we get on to the interview. Oh, we, no. Well, we have an esteemed guest here today, so. <laughs> Please, Fancy <love>. music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that, I heard that Pong game, game again. Where I know. Please, oh, well, no. welcome to the show one more time. Chairwoman Shauna of 2D Con. Thanks for being on the show. Woo! <laughs> Don't, don't do it. Don't call her Shanna. Oh, my God. All right. So, um, you know, normally we kick off by talking about what your origin story was. Let's, why, we might as well. So uh, let's talk about a little bit about how TD2... Let's talk about how 2D Con... How did 2D Con become 2D Con? How did 2D Con come to be? All right. So... Tootiecon. Oh, my dog's going to tell the story instead. <laughs> That's okay. Um, That's okay. Tootiecon uh, started kind of in 2015, which it was just supposed to be a giant LAN event. Um, my husband and his friends love to host LAN events in person, get all the gamers face to face. And the hotel, unfortunately, didn't upgrade their internet like we thought they were going to. So we um didn't know what to do and we had like two months to turn it around from a LAN into something else because we had already paid for the space so in 2015 2d con was born it was a two-day 
or not even two full days, like a day and a half event where um, we had <laughs> we had a band come, you know, we brought our personal games and we just kind of threw it together. Um, the next year we were like, all right, let's do it. Let's run a convention. Clearly Minnesota wants to see this. Um, so we rented the full space um, and this was at the Ramada Mall of America, um, the old Thunderbird. And 2017 rolls around and two months before our event, they tore the hotel down. They sold it to the Mall of America and right now it's just some grass. So um, in 2007, or excuse me, 2016, we panicked and we ended up moving to the Doubletree with again, with that two months notice. There's just something, we have really bad luck with two months. Um, yeah, that's that's honestly how it got started is it was an accident. <laughs> Mm -hmm. The LAN events that we used to run always had um, rhyming names. So March Mayhem, Winter War Zone. So 2DCon, fun little tidbit, actually just stands for Digital Destruction. And that's what the uh, 2015 event was called, was Digital Destruction. But then we kind of got stuck with the name. So we'll be 2DCon forever now. That's awesome. Unless Nintendo like has a game called uh, yeah. Digital Destruction. And then Watch out, you're going to be totally screwed. Hmm. Yep. So, um, obviously, you are chairwoman, and Joe is chairman. <laughs> Joe is actually a division leader. Okay. He handles main stage and tech. Sweet. So, uh, tell me a little bit about what goes on at this con. You know, give us a rundown of... Well, first of all, tell us, you know, it was originally a land thing, right? So, how did you get all this yep. other stuff going? So, tell us a little bit about... Um, you know, what the con does today. Well, what it does today, I mean, between our friends and various communities, such as the arcade community, we kind of pulled in all the favors for the very first year that it was a full convention. And now we're at the point where um, we've just been rapidly expanding each, each, you know, individual facet. So, like, LAN expanded, we had gosh, 40 computers there from World 9 Gaming this year. Arcade, we brought in Credits Remaining and Snow Phoenix and a couple personal machines. So we had almost 40 machines there this year. Um, and each area is just going to keep expanding. So it's it's really unique to each individual area, like the fighting game community, the Smash Brothers community, you know, the RPGs and the... Uh, and the trading card games, each one has its own kind of unique representative that Joe and I have, you know, been lucky enough to befriend throughout the years. And we pay for the space and we say, bring everything you have and let's have the best weekend in gaming. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So um, lots of modern games are this year. I think uh, we saw a ton of really cool music games, a lot of candy oh, yeah. cabs. Uh, what are you looking to expand on? Ooh. Well, since this is the arcade show, I guess I could say arcade is always expanding. Every year, it's been really fun to see what new games... Well, number one, new, new games have come out. And number two, just how many we can cram into the hotel. That's always kind of been fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Snow Phoenix supplied all the Japanese, the import rhythm games this year. And she actually just started her business within the last couple of years. So for her to have 
I mean, that wasn't even one third of her inventory. Awesome. I would love to see her bring two full trucks next year. And, and then I know you and I kind of talked about um, kind of opening it up to attendees to bring what they have because we were seriously lacking pinball and we know that they're a pain in the butt to move. I think we had four two years ago and this year we unfortunately didn't have any. We made up for it with, you know, the fancy, the flashy games, but but we need to get some, we need to expand our pinball for next year for oh, sure. That'd be cool. I, I also really liked Initial D being there and I really, oh, yeah. I really like the dev room. The dev room is super cool. Like all those new games and all these Minnesota developers that are going to end up having games on Steam and PS1 and Xbox in the next six months or so. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. We had 18 um, independent developers there this year, and most are local within at least, you know, the our visiting states sure. or neighboring states. A couple area. have come uh, from the coast, which was cool. Um, but... Yeah, we love having the space for them to show off their game. Um, and that's Indie Island will always be one of my favorite spots, and we can only ever hope that that gets larger every year. It's kind of gone up by like four people <laughs> or four companies every year, and I don't know how much more space we can allocate. But same with VR, um, virtual reality area, which again, all of this is just free to do. Our VR area went from, you know, we brought one. Actually, this is this is a hilarious little tidbit story. We brought our personal VR to 2015. You know, that slap it together, make an event happen. Um, and we didn't really know what we were doing. And so we just kind of played a roller coaster. Like, everybody got to play that on repeat. Well, come, like, midnight, we were like, okay, well, you can play whatever's in the library, I guess. And this guy really wanted to play a horror game. And now we've kind of banned, like, severe horror games. Because the dude pooped himself while playing the game. No. Yes. That ain't 100% right. One hundred percent happened. That ain't right. <laughs> How do you recover from that he, exactly? He scared himself so bad, and he we never saw him again. He he took the headset off, walked to the restroom on the other side of the hotel, and we never saw him again. <laughs> that is that's terrible. That's a terrible story. Now I will. It's so funny. It is funny. Uh, I'd like to talk about that hotel for a second. And Shauna, you have an insight because first of all, I've been going to that hotel for convention since 1990. So the long... Doubletree? Yeah. Or uh, the Thunderbird? Well, it was the Radisson. And then it was yeah, yeah, yeah. the Sheraton, and now it's the Doubletree, right? Um, yep. Fantastic hotel. Uh, most of the staffers there are union. And um, I, I want to make a differentiation between the staff and the management because the staff loves the conventions, and they mm-hmm. love serving the patrons. And I've been going there, and, and the bartenders there know me, uh, you know, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if you should brag about that. I don't that. know if I, I need to get into to re- they, they they do know me. but like <laughs> one of my like I've known John who bartends there longer than I've known anyone else at the con. So um you know he's a good guy uh you know and Wanda and there's just all kinds of different staff members that treat us well no matter what convention it is. Convergence, MarsCon, MiniCon, uh 2D Con. And so now um the management has sort of alienated 6,000 plus fans in the Twin Cities area, and you're moving to the Hyatt. How do you feel about that? 
I am extremely nervous and excited. Um, we're moving for a multitude of reasons, management being one of them. Um, they would love to keep us if they could. Oh, now my dogs are in here. That's cool. Um, James, it's okay. Um, and but you're right. The staff is are wonderful. I've never had anything but amazing service, and um, the bellboys are by far my favorite people ever. Mark is just fantastic every year. Um, but some of the staff are actually really excited that we're leaving because they don't have to work now. Oh, well, they they came up and told us that, and I had doesn't a make good, any sense. I was like, oh, you guys are sweet. That's terrible. That's terrible. You so, should want you should want the money, right? You like you. you that's weird. Right? It is very For them, weird. It's just another weekend that they have to work. Well, you, you gotta. Yeah, you need to work. That's, that's wrong with that. It's part of life, right? <laughs> we have a couple who you know they they try to attend the event while they're working. So oh. and we always let them play the games too. Well, maybe that's it, right? Um, they they get to play a little bit yeah. now instead of having they to do. work. Okay, I get they that. Do. I get that. Um, but I'm really nervous because we don't know much about the layout we were there for anime detour um 2d con runs anime detours gaming room now so if you need you know some a, a gaming fix in the spring go to detour we're there <laughs> but it's um i'm nervous because i there's a very large um expo hall and it'll have a ceiling by the time we're there but it's basically you know it's gosh i don't know like a 15 no, it's like a 20, 30, yeah, 30,000 freaking square foot room that's just concrete and pillars, and we have to figure out what we're putting in there. And well, how we we're can put some arcade games out. in there. We're going to have a close. We have to put some arcade games in there. Yeah, use well, arcade games to separate the areas. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid of how loud they're going to be because oh. of all the concrete. Yeah, but, I mean, yes, they do. It's so, yeah, we just we have a lot to figure out, and since. 2018 just ended we don't actually have that scheduled that'll be our walkthrough um will be scheduled sometime in the next month and we're lucky enough that our um banquet and sales manager <laughs> joe's trying to wrestle the dogs right now um our banquet and sales manager came to this year's event um to just see like you know what are what is 2dcon actually all about sure. and so we'll get their insight they've been so welcoming like just them coming to try and help us with the layout is yeah. insane well, versus I, the current hotel where we tried really hard to just get, uh, get like square footage information and we ended up having to go measure it ourselves. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's actually some great opportunity uh, for next year. First of all, you're downtown. So, uh, lots of things to do around the convention. Mm -hmm. A little different, you know, I mean, Bloomington and Edina are nice, but there's just, you know, it's a suburb. So now you're going to be in the yep. heart of downtown and there's going to be other things for people to do. And I think, uh, you know, nicer restaurants you can go to, uh, you know, no offense to the surrounding restaurants. I do love Taco no. Libre. You How know. dare you insult Dairy Queen? <laughs> but what oh. I'm saying, you know, it's going to be fun. It'll be a, it'll be a different experience. I think people should take advantage it, of it. You know, it's right off the light rail. And I think a lot of people, at least when anime detour announced they were moving, there was a lot of backlash about, um, parking and the cost and everything. But honestly, I've only seen one concern about that from 
the gaming community, yeah. which is kind of good, good for me because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to worry about, you know, the native, you know, side effects, but, sure. um, but it's right off the light rail. Like yeah. bring a backpack. If you're not, if you're not hauling a machine, what else do you need? Right. Right. Fight sticks fit in your backpack. You're fine. It's no problem. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a totally different animal. All right. So Shauna, tell us yeah. what, what video games did you play? When you were a girl, what got you hooked on video games? So I'm kind of in a unique situation. We didn't have um, games or internet or uh, anything. Were you a Mennonite? You didn't have AOL dial up or I grew up with a, uh, a large family in a one-bedroom trailer. Oh. And... So my first computer was when I started college, but um, the first game I ever played was at my cousin's, and it was um, Mario Brothers Three. Okay, Super and Mario Brothers. The 3. Tanuki suit got me hooked. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, so so that's I actually joined very very late. We don't, you know, we just didn't have those things. I think the first console my household ever had was a Wii. Yeah, I, I the Wii is a great machine. It's, bo- mm-hmm. it's a bowling alley in a box. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was actually really funny because my parents were like, okay, we're gonna do it. Here's five hundred dollars. Go buy a Wii. And we were <laughs> like, Mom, you can't just go buy a Wii. They're not they're not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I am I am a definitely a late a late uh, late gamer, but um, cool, anytime though. we were at a cousin's house, that was like my bread and butter. Actually, I remember playing. Oh my gosh, my Oklahoma family must have been just they were so rich in my head because you could play Mortal Kombat in the car. Oh yeah, and I was like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> right? Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. So, um, J- Joseph, your husband, obviously a yes. gamer. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's, he's there. He's, yeah. What uh, did you say though? <laughs> obviously a gamer, right? Oh, a yes. Gamer, yes. Yeah. He's uh I mean, you didn't ask the right question cuz at this point I am a gamer, but Joseph has been has been gaming his whole life. Well, I didn't call you not a gamer. You're a gamer. That's you, just, true. You, you were just a late That's bloomer. True. So how how did you guys uh, how did you meet? What was the convergence of your relationship? Oh my goodness. We actually met at work. Um, where I work now, Joseph has since left the company, but, um, and I was actually talking with whoever was training me about an anime and he heard me talking about it. And that was literally our first conversation was him coming up and going, so, uh, you guys are talking about anime, which anime? Oh my gosh. I always forget the name of it. He's gonna, he's gonna type it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, El yes, Hazard. It was El, El Hazard. Hazard, and it's one of my favorite animes of all time. And I couldn't, I can never remember the name. So Joe, being you know Mr. Suave Debonair, was like, "Well, describe it for me." And I was like, "There's a million animes. You're not gonna figure it out." And he's like, "Try me." So I described the opening sequence, which is really weird. But anybody who's seen this knows exactly what it is. The second you describe it, 
and he he like yelled it he was like it's elizard and i was like oh yeah and that was that was like it all right since we're on, we're on the uh, on the anime kick tell us the f- top your top five anime series oh no i was all prepared for you to ask my top five games i have them written down <laughs> oh no my top five anime Joe, what's my top five? An- Inuasha, <laughs> because everyone loves Inuasha. Okay, Inuasha. No, everyone. And <laughs> um, El Hazard. Yeah. What was the name of the one with the with the squid guy that I brought up forever ago? I don't know what you're talking about. That's some hentai stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really the squid bad guy. No. Um. No. I'm not gonna remember it even a little bit. All right, Hold let me on. let me I'm ask not... you let me ask you a question. Um, yes. What do you think about uh, Miyazaki? Oh, adore! I'm actually wearing a Miyazaki shirt today. Excellent. Um, yes, that's that I did grow up on. Those were on like Kiki's Livery Service and stuff. Were on cable constantly sure. without me even knowing what they were. And I grew up in Farmington. So you didn't talk about nerd stuff in Farmington. You talked about trucks. That's where I, I worked when I was a kid. I, my dad's business was in Farmington, Minnesota. Really? Yeah, that's where I was born and raised. So um, so my sister and I were definitely like closet anime people. And we were very, again, very sheltered. Didn't have a computer. Didn't have games. Um, so I didn't know that conventions were even a thing. <laughs> uh like I went to my very first convention after I met Joe four years ago. Okay. And and now I run one. But Joseph has been going since he was like twelve, thirteen. Sure. Yeah, he's into he's ingrained. All right. So, yeah. so hey, were we t- talking about Gargantua as far as the, the squid guy? Is that- no. no. It's, <laughs> uh, I don't even have it. I don't physically Cthulhu. own it, so I can't just like run and look. Okay. I'm looking. I'm actually like actively searching for it while talking. Oh, I know this one. So it's not anime porn. Stop it. For me, for me, it was uh, Wings of Hanamei's Ghost in the Shell. You know, uh, Cowboy Bebop, things like that. You know, I'm, I'm nice. Yeah. So uh, let's get back to video games. So modern, modern video games. What do you play today? (laughs) Um. I have been attempting to finish Mario Odyssey, and I know that that's really sad that I haven't finished it. Is it? But I think so. My son's beaten it like five fucking times. <laughs> Sorry. Where's my French? <laughs> my French um, is bad, too. My French is bad. Same with Zelda. Um, I actually, it's one of those like shameful things for me to admit that I made it off the plateau, and then gave the small child my copy and he's beaten it twice he's glitched out and had to start over he's beaten the dlc he's got the motorcycle he actually had to help joe get through something because joe was stuck on it for two days and finally gave up and gave it to the small child to fit to just finish it that's pretty cool i've been stuck at the airport in the matrix uh playstation 2 game like since, oh, 2000, since 2002, I've been stuck. So <laughs> I, I keep that's that memory cool. card around here. I know. Yeah. That is, um, yeah, that's modern. I was a huge World of Warcraft junkie um, during college. I was top DPS on my server for a couple years. Nice. So nice. Then, 
Oh yeah. PC gamer. That's my and I'm Joe's playing right now. He got the new expansion and I keep kind of glaring because I didn't buy it for myself. <laughs> so you guys kind of run the gamut when it comes to arcade games or video games, I should say. You have, you know, you're kind of PC gamers, you like console games and you have a Neo Geo back there behind you. Yeah. Uh so yep. do you have a collection of arcade games or is the Neo Geo sort of it? No, we have 3 downstairs also. Um What do you got going? We kind of have like Say that again. What do you got going? What is downstairs? Uh, I have two downstairs. Can you hear him? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Zealand story. We have New Zealand story and a regular Pac-Man. New Zealand story and a regular Pac-Man. Yeah. (laughs) And then on top of that, and we used to have Donkey Kong Junior. Oh yeah. But we gave that, or we sold that to um, the gentleman who just started a barcade in Wisconsin. Oh. Garcade. Um, what is it called? Player two. Player two. Player two. Um, Interesting. It's one of those funny situations where the community can be so ingrained. And Joe had been talking with this person. And last October, our stock of games that Joe was fixing was huge. <laughs> like We had like 12 or 13 outside. So we opened up the, the Garcade and let all the trick-or-treaters come play. And then we realized that this person Joe had been talking to online lived like five houses down from us. That's funny. Oh, man. <laughs> that is we were great. like, That's hello. <laughs> nice. Awkward. Yeah. It was, I mean, he was a great guy. And unfortunately, he moved to start this barcade like right after. Well, still fun. Good times. Huh. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, I actually am a huge tabletop gamer also. Oh, tell, um, talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, first of all, do you like Will Wheaton? I love Will Wheaton. So he, he had his own tabletop show. It's pretty cool. I, you know, I think I've heard of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Were you on it? Were you yeah, a, a guest star? Yeah. What's that called? I don't remember. Yeah, it's called tabletop. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway. No. <laughs> no, I am a huge Will Wheaton fan. And actually we had, um, so like Chris Cluey, um, the former Vikings punter, has been on the, the his show a couple times, and he was at two D Con last year. He, he yeah he's he was oh my god I'm like was it last year yeah it was I don't last even year. remember anymore. <laughs> I stood but in line with him. I stood in line with yeah. Chris Cluey for coffee last year. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love Chris so much. We're Super hopefully awesome gonna have them all back. Um. He released a tabletop game or was supposed to release one at Gen Con this year, but I think the art fell a little bit behind. So that's the only reason that they didn't come back. But they'll probably be there next year. The whole Game Informer crew and Cluey and someday I will snag Wheaton. Someday. I don't think I don't think that'll be a hard grab. I think that you that's totally possible. So I would reach it's out. It's just to getting him. the right contact. I was like, Chris, tell him to come. And then tell him to tell his agent he wants to come. Like, I don't care what happens. I bet you, I bet you we can get him to come. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to the uh, show, to the show. Basically, put him up in a hotel, a little bit of money, you know, boom. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Yeah. Actually, today we, uh, we, we asked, you know, hey, community, what do you want to see from guests next year? Because I actually, for once, don't have anything planned. I have stuff planned for 2020, but I've got nothing planned right now for 2019. So, like, well, I'd also like, hey. I'd also suggest reaching out to Eugene Jarvis because he runs Raw Thrills, and he was just on the show. He'll be on this show hopefully again in a couple of weeks. Uh, 
So you'll introduce us. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I'll <laughs> I'll be glad to hook you up. And you know, who knows? Maybe he'll want you to feature one of the Raw Thrills games that's popular. So there you go. That'd be kind of cool, huh? We have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be super cool. Do you know? Da- do you see, know Dan Lucen over at MGC? Anybody. Oh, go ahead. Do you know Dan Lucen over at MGC? I don't. So he's been on our show a couple times. Um, but we should get you in contact with him because, uh, you know, Midwest Gaming Classic's been doing this a little longer than you guys. Um, nearly, oh, just a little, yeah. Nearly 10 years. So they have <laughs> they have a big, you know, breadth of guests that they might be able to help you, you know, facilitate some ideas about who you could get in there. Uh, so I, I, I should... True. I'll get you Dan's info. You should talk to him. What? Gary, is the deal over there? Gary? Yeah. Yeah, we know Gary over at. Um, yeah, yeah. You just, I, I'm just saying. Generic it's all here. about it's all about networking, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is ridiculous the amount of networking that happens, and and because we're not just a arcade and tabletop event, or we're not just a land event, meeting the right person in each individual subgroup is its own freaking full time job. <laughs> It is, it is. But I got some some of the chatters are like, Oh, Will lives in LA, just not sure where, you know. Oh, I know where he lives. I've <laughs> talked to him before. Like he he wants to come, it's a matter of getting the paperwork and yeah, yeah. <laughs> tweet out, tweet at him. I probably should actually just tweet at him instead. You should. You um should. I've been attempting to email his uh you know, his agents and stuff. You have 2,000 two attendees. He said he wants to come, but we have to go through the right channels. So. Right. You have yes. 2,000 two attendees, roughly, right? So that's pretty good. Yeah. I need more. Yeah. I need more. Double it. Double it. My Triple point, even? My okay. point is, let's get the minions to tweet Will, and he'll come. Everybody, go tweet Will, and tell him to come to 2DCon <laughs> 2020, because double crit. Like, he should be there for that year. Yeah. I grew up with Will Wheaton in my household watching Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I helped him with some PHP problem in the 90s. I don't really remember. Oh, you should totally cash that in. Oh, that's, that, that relationship's long gone by now. <laughs> he, he also narrated... It's really weird yeah. how connected random people are. Like, I was talking with someone um about there's an app called dized um it's an i i don't think i don't know if it ever actually launched but the person i was talking to there um used to be oh my god now i'm forgetting her freaking name um used to be felicia day's like personal assistant and i was like do you still know her like hello right. i i would like to know felicia day <laughs> Uh, tangent, uh, Felicia Day, Will Wheaton, uh, on a little show I like that was on Sci-Fi Channel. Anybody know it? The Guild? No. Nope. The Guild is my favorite show ever. Eureka. Oh. Oh, I love Eureka too. That's Eureka, fair. Eureka's awesome. And I just started rewatching it. It's so fantastic. So. Oh, don't forget Warehouse 13, Joe oh, says. Oh, Warehouse 13 is awesome. Oh my God. No. Um, so Warehouse 13, um, I'm going to forget the main actor. I'm like Googling it right now. Sure, sure. Yeah. He was on Star Trek The Next Generation. What's his name? McClintock. 
So he was here for Fan Fusion last year. Really? Who stopped on our dates this year. But he was there last year. And we were there. We had a booth. That's the younger guy, right? (laughs) Yeah. And he was just walking around. And Joe loves Warehouse 13. He introduced me to it. Yeah, fantastic And I was like, show. hello, celebrity. May I take a picture with you? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, but I have to take it. So it's me and James and this item that Joe purchased that day. And Joe was in the bathroom. And so Joe, poor, poor Joe, never got to meet him. <laughs> oh, well, Saul uh, Rubinick who played Artie on Warehouse 13. Yes. He was in a very oh, awesome episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where he steals data. Oh, he, good. He oh, abducts yeah. data. So, I love that episode. It's a fantastic episode. Um, <clears throat> you know, because it's past season two, so most everything's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It gets better, right? It does, it does, yeah. Yes. So we're totally nerding out here. I love it. I, wow. lo- I love this. So tell us, okay, first of all, I'd like to make a suggestion, and, and I, this is going out to the sort of the classic crowd. I would love to have, I would love to see a classic game room that that the uh, quote-unquote old guys host, you know. And that means <laughs> we all bring something, whether it's pinball or arcade, and we put it in a room, and... You know, it's the classic game room. Um, what would you think of something like that? I love the idea. At And with all of this new space, um, we have the potential to branch out into doing things like that. And that's something that um, you and I had the opportunity to briefly talk about at 2DCon, where having a room that served as this classic room but also as like the vip lounge for a few hours yeah be cool and we all love the idea a lot and that just the room can be called get off our lawn oh my (laughs) god that is the best comment of the night so far um (laughs) that's what the vip party will be called oh my gosh that's hilarious Um, (laughs) <laughs> you're not wrong like get the so i we love the idea and when we do our walkthrough that was actually one of the things that we pinpointed was like where could we do that or could we what could we block off for you know a good four or five hour chunk um bring in the bar and just ha- let the vips in because we do have a good chunk of regular attendees who currently register as vips you know and but right now all you really get you get the t-shirt you get, you know, premiere seating for the concerts, um, and you don't get too much else. Now, granted, you know, we have a lovely following who understands that we're new and we're poor, so you're not going to get very much. But sure. this would be a fantastic way to give them something extra without me necessarily having to spend anymore. Well, and and, so. and they could come in and play games without lines because you know it exactly. gets it gets busy, right? So having a, a special couple hour party the yep. the friday before or the sunday after something like that you know it would be yep. that'd be super cool so honestly throwing a couple of the rhythm games in there too they always have the longest lines they sure do and they have people yeah they have people who are just like i'm gonna play five times in a row and you have a, you have somebody else just standing behind you trying to be like Minnesota nice about it. That was like, me. Oh, oh, it's my turn. I'm just gonna scooch in after you. Oh, that was me. I was standing behind this guy. And there was a <laughs> game where you tapped on it, right? Your tap. I don't know. It was really cool. <laughs> uh, I sat there for like 20 minutes, and finally I leaned over to the guy. I'm like, "How many rounds do you get in this game?" <laughs> just like uh-huh. totally yeah. passive aggressive, you know? And he's like, 
They're very oblivious to it. And then <laughs> and then sometimes you have the people who aren't, you know, you're standing too far off to the side. So the person playing can't quite tell if you're waiting in line or not. That, that was, you know, I made the little lounges this year. Um, <laughs> that was my drunken shenanigan at, uh, during setup day, was creating all those little lounge spots. I actually ran around the entire second floor of the hotel and stole every couch I could find. That's pretty cool. And then... Yeah, and then put them various places. So, uh, um, it worked out great. Our Tetris furniture, that stuff is so much fun. Was, so, it is cool. So they needed seats. Yeah. Well, and we make all of that like I've in never, house. So honestly, I've been to a lot of conventions. I've never seen the ratio of um cosplay that I see. Oh yeah. At 2D Con, it's like we, seriously, it's like a serious thing at 2D Con. You know. And it it has been. I mean, I feel like, you know, there's just a lot of crossover between the people who know Joe and I, so they came once and then realized that it's actually really fun. Um, <laughs> Joe's laughing. <laughs> um, because, <Bar>. you know, <laughs> yeah, we got started, you know, working at anime events where cosplay masquerades and things are huge. And there, you know, there's awards and it's insane. And we were like, we're never doing that. But this year, we decided to host basically a fashion show. We were like, yeah, you can go ahead and walk across our stage, and our photographer will take pictures of you. But there's not, there's no like big ratings. There's no grand prize. It's not official in any capacity. I, I really we just like want that. everybody to come and have fun. You know, and they did. The funny thing is, is. Who wants an award ceremony? It takes too much time. It does. It's but but they still do it. Yeah, and it's exhausting. Yeah, well, and it, so first of all, I just want to say, awesome convention. Really liked the karaoke this year. I didn't get to sing, but I really, <laughs> I did. I did like the karaoke. Now here's the here's the thing. I think it's going to be like a super awesome thing in the future years, and I'm going to try to sing. I'll get there early. Oh my god! Early so next. It time. has officially become a staple. Like, that was one of the number one comments from our survey this year. Um, <laughs> it was, bring back YouTube karaoke, which was an accident again. Like, I'm so proud to say that every successful piece of our event has been an accident. And I'm <laughs> totally okay with it. Well, like, <laughs> I, I was super lucky. Like, one of the guys got up there and he sang this song by uh, Rag and Bone Man called Human, which... Uh, until that night, I had not heard. And I'm a huge music guy. I just love music. But this guy, I mean, he belted it out, did a really great job. And, you know, some of the karaoke people are very enthusiastic. Uh, I'm happy. Terrible. For, I'm happy for them, you know, that, that they're up, you know, they're up there exercising their individuality and creativity. Giving it the old college try. Right, but that's what karaoke is all about. Yeah. It is, it is. Uh, but you know, to to hear that song and then be able to go home and find it and play it and go, oh god, this is something I really love. I love that. I love that. I'm I'm at a a video game you know nerd convention, and uh, <laughs> I learn a new song. It's freaking awesome. That is amazing. I'm trying to think of, um, yeah, that was a uh, one of the bands that was supposed to play that night couldn't come and. We, we, we only got a week notice, which is okay. Like, clearly we're perfectly fine at slapping random stuff together. But, um, but yeah, Joseph instantly, when he heard that, made the 
the stupid meme is this karaoke <laughs> and i was like oh no what's happening <laughs> but uh, again you know he runs the main <laughs> stage honestly you never have any idea what's going to happen over there so well why don't you tell us uh, in a in your in your final um statement here what you want to get out of 2d con and what you would say to our listeners to spread the good word of 2D Con. Tell us, you know, tell us <laughs> um, what you want to get out of what in the future. And the spread the good word. Um, what? So 2D Con is 100% homegrown. Like we've, we don't advertise. We don't, you know, we're, <laughs> we don't have the money to market, you know, so anytime that we can talk about it is great, but it's, so much fun and it's for a good cause that's actually something that we don't talk about enough is that the entire event is ran for charity it the next year also will likely um go to suicide awareness um which is near and dear to like you know everybody's been touched by suicide awareness in some way or another whether it's depression whether it's a family member sure but it's in the gaming community especially it's a lot more prevalent and uh and games are a great way to escape they're a great way to start a conversation um they're a great way to connect with random people so that's that's my biggest takeaway is if you come to this event it's a safe space to feel whatever you're feeling in the moment whether it's nostalgia whether it's you know annoyance that someone's playing this game for way too long <laughs> um whatever it is and we actually had a therapist on site this this entire year oh, cool and we have a quiet space that's available for anybody who needs it and those are some staples that will continue and that's not what everybody needs but i can only hope as the chairperson that the person who needed it found it and and that's exactly you know where they needed to be at that moment. That's a super unique huh. thing. I mean, one of the things that I've always liked about this type of convention, and you touched on it, you know, first of all, uh, suicide awareness, uh, awesome charity. Uh, I love that you do that. Uh, there's a lot of people hurting out there, and they need help. But one of the things I think is awesome about these types of events, in particular, is that they are accepting. And you know, you look at the cosplayers and. They're there to be seen, and the people are there to see them, and it you, it inspires. You know, I, I bring I brought uh, Lily, who she's nineteen, she's my girlfriend's daughter, and she's she's blown away by this stuff. You know, she's like, I I want to do cosplay next year. I want to sell my art. You know, so and and she's traditionally withdrawn, and now she's got a social outlet. And to me, yeah. to me, gaming has always been social. Whether it's a land game and you're connected remotely, or whether you're on premise at an actual local area network party or you're playing yeah. in an arcade when we were kids we went to the arcade you know we were lucky enough to be able to be around in the 70s and 80s and see the right. the golden age you know so i i think there's a real draw for um maybe people that are a little more introverted but uh also well, you know, also the you opposite. touched on like how you haven't seen cosplay of, of this, you know, extent at a gaming event. Right. Um, the other thing that's really interesting um, is our, not just our ratio for cosplay, but our ratio for females and children. 
It's outstanding. We're almost 50-50 when it comes to male versus female in a gaming space. And that's just not quite heard of. And even though there are just as many female gamers, they're not as likely to make themselves present, you know, yet. And if I'm taking one step to change that, then fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. I, that's great. So uh, tell us about Wasteland 2019. What weekend is oh, it? Oh, man. So it's kind of cute. Uh, 2D Con's names have kind of been going through a flow. So the very first year was Press Start to Begin. Oh, gosh, I'm going to screw them up now. Uh, well, that seems The right. second year was All Your Base. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I belong to us. <laughs> nice. um, the third year was Pixel Paradise. And that's because we found our new hotel. So, like, we now we were in paradise. Sure. Um, this year, we unfortunately experienced the critical hit. And next year, we're in Wasteland. We have <laughs> no idea what we're doing next year. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. But that's when we work the best. So, 2019, <clears throat> like I had mentioned at the beginning, but to reiterate, we're pushing it back to the end of August. So, August 23rd through 25th is uh, what it's going to be. The tickets are not on sale quite yet because we haven't had our wrap-up meeting. Um, but that meeting happens on September 9th. So shortly after that, the uh, website will be back up and ticket sales will be available. Um, it's definitely one of the most affordable three-day, 24-hour events you'll ever find. Um, Sweet. But yeah, that's, that's what we have going on. I, I wish I had a lot more to share, but the location, the dates how much fun you're going to have. Those are the important things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really want to, uh, you know, thank you for being on the show today. It was super awesome. Um, again, Shauna, uh, the chairwoman of 2d con and, um, thank you. just fantastic. Right. Uh, Mark. Yeah. Shauna. Good job. Yeah. You made it. So, uh, <laughs> I made it. I'm going to go to bed now. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is arcade radio. That's R-C-A-D-E radio.com and we are on Twitter. You can subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can uh, you can even email us at React at Arcade Radio or you can call the game line at 612-548-GAME. Uh, you know, because now we have Joe and Bob, but we don't have you. So give us a call. And <laughs> thanks for listening in to Arcade Radio. We'll see you in a couple weeks. This has been the Arcade Radio Podcast. where we dance. <laughs> I don't know what I'm raising. Am I raising the roof? I'm trying to raise the... Now we have one hand. My other hand's holding the phone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Better than a Rush concert. <laughs> the song is only seven minutes long. Oh no. <laughs> I can't dance for that long. <laughs>